Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcaster, you know, who, uh, you, you know, you get the seasonal spring stuff, uh, uh, like, uh, I, hopefully I bring the breeze instead of the sneeze, uh, with sleepy ease, uh, and I'm, you know what, my hands are on my knees, uh, thanks uh, for supporting the show, patrons. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. Uh, all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. And I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is to create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, you know, stuff on your mind that you're thinking about, uh, anything physical you're feeling, uh, anything emotionally coming up, whatever it is that's uh, keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off. It could be something else, you know, travel, work, second or third shift, uh, seasonal stuff, uh, situational stuff, which maybe we'll talk about in the intro. Whatever's keeping you awake, I'd, yeah, I'd like to take your mind off. I think I said that uh, what I'm going to do, in, in addition to using re- repeating phrases, is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. I'm going to go off topic. Uh, but first, if you're new, uh, let me give you an idea what to expect. And uh, w- welcome. I'm glad you're here. Welcome to this uh, my attempt to, to create a safe place. And I'll give you a couple of things up front if you're new. Like this, give the podcast a few tries because for a lot of people, the first listens, it's not a doozy. It's supposed to be snoozy, right? But it could be a doozy because you say, is this person, why is this person trying to put me to sleep? So I'll try to answer that. Are they ever going to get to the point? I'll answer that right now. Probably barely. Uh, this doesn't doesn't really make any sense. He's just and I say, yeah, I'm, I'm here to keep you company. And here, let me answer a couple of those, or let me let me elaborate. Uh, so usually when I elaborate, I go off topic. Uh, so the structurally what to expect. The show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we're able to keep the show free for everybody. Instead of it being a paid service, it's just a free service or like an optional service, like some people pay and some people support the sponsors and everybody benefits. Pretty cool. So there's a business, then there's an intro. Now the intros are different than the normal introduction to anything. I mean, except for introduction to a book, you know, introduction to a book, you could expect it to be somewhere between one in 80 to 80 pages, probably in the teens though. You say, well, what's a good intro length? I'd say... 19 to 22 pages, in my opinion. And you say, was that the forward? And I say, well, that's, I don't know. I don't know. It could be. Yeah, because you, sometimes you have a forward and an intro, and you'd say, this podcast, we only have an intro, so that's good news. Uh, but the intro is, is uh, it's about 12 minutes of me rambling and not really getting to the point trying to explain what the podcast is, but but it ha- it does serve a purpose. Uh, so let me tell you. And it's kind of an optional purpose. So it is meant to, like, uh, be familiar. So you say, oh, there's Scoots rambling. And to ease you into bedtime because you might be getting ready for bed. 
some listeners are in bed. You know, you've had a day of being a human out there in the world. And we all know what that could be like. So so the podcast is here, or the intro is kind of here to, like, uh, you know, be a slow wind down. Now, a few percentage of people do skip the intro, go straight to the, the story around 18, 20 minutes. So you could do that. And then some people fall asleep during the intro, which is perfectly okay as well. And then a good amount of people listen to the intros during the day for also a break during the day. So there's a lot of ways to use it, but it's just meant to kind of like uh, let you sink into bed, let you get comfortably, get start drifting off. Um, or, you know, get as you're getting ready for bed, you have something to listen to. Uh, but, you you know, it's hard to listen to stuff while you're brushing your teeth. I know that myself. And the good thing is you don't really need to listen to this podcast, it, whether you're brushing your teeth or you're already in bed. You can kind of listen. You can barely pay attention. As my Nana says, don't pay him any mind. Uh, you know, you don't have to pay me. You know, you could just, you could, there are listeners who don't understand anything I'm saying or they turn me down to a murmur. And so those are options. Those are ways. So you don't need to listen. No pressure. Uh, but there's no pressure to fall asleep either. I'm going to be here about an hour uh, to give you plenty of time to drift off. Uh, so there's plenty. You, you drift off. I'll be here to keep you company. And then you fall asleep whenever you want. I'll keep talking. Uh, you can, you know, you can set a sleep timer. Some people set it for 30 minutes. Some people set it for 45. Some people set it for an hour. There are listeners that listen to like eight or ten episodes in a row. A lot of those people are like Patreon supporters, but, you know, they queue up a bunch of episodes in a row. Uh, so you could do that as well. So that's, uh, oh, just so, oh, and also no pressure to fall asleep, no pressure to listen. But if you can't sleep, I'm going to be here to keep you company. So I don't want you to worry about that either, that I'm going to, like, at, at any point, I'm going to be here present. Well, technically tonight it will be my neighbor, Ray Perkins. And he'll be here with me, or he'll be here talking. And he sounds a bit like me because we're friends. And he'll be talking about a recent vacation we took. Uh, and actually, like, what's interesting and, and like, that you could say, well, maybe making this podcast, I've learned some things as I've gone on and I've, I've gotten to interact with people like you and heard your feedback. And Ray might talk about this, but, but I think this is kind of the purpose of podcast services, like to, to, to distract you and take your mind off of stuff. Because Ray and I, we took a trip and we got into an airport very, very early, like not even early in the morning. Uh, but it was like 4.30 in the morning where we arrived, which was actually 1.30 where I live. And I hadn't really, you know, you know, you know how it is. I don't want to get into the details, but on the plane, it's not easy for me to get to, to get some Z's. And it was so early that it, like we were said, okay, we probably won't get into our, we won't be able to get into a hotel room unless we paid for one proactively, right? So I said to Ray, like the airport wasn't busy. I said, what do you think about us like just sleeping here at the airport for a little while? You know, we could find a quiet corner. We had sleep masks. I had earplugs. And we said, what a great idea. And then I lied down. Well, I couldn't lay down because the armrest, you know, because they don't want you laying down. Uh, but I leaned on the armrest. And I was, you know, like like sometimes I can get a, it can be intense when you can't sleep and you want to sleep, right? 
But the voice in me that makes a podcast said, hey, what if you just sit here and then there's no pressure to fall asleep? You just uh, rest and maybe you rest uh, and you sit at the airport and you listen to the airport like four in the morning, four thirty, five in the morning airport report noises. And maybe you fall asleep, but maybe you don't. Uh, and I, I said, and, and this voice is this more reasonable part of me that I've developed through the podcast said, you know, well, I'll, I'll like, it'll be fine. Like, won't it be just as, it won't be as good as sleeping, but if you just rest in a relaxed way, uh, it'll probably be good for you instead of like us having to get to sleep. And, and, and it somehow I was able to give myself permission not to fall asleep and just to sit there at the airport with my eyes closed and my head in my, my chin in my hands. And eventually I did drift in and out of sleep, but I really felt like I got some rest and I re- was relaxed and I didn't have any rigmarole about uh, why the, 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 you know, the hockey sticks can't I fall asleep here. And we rested there till about six in the morning and then we had breakfast and stuff. And I'm sure Ray will talk about it, but, uh, I actually really did feel refreshed, and I think I did probably like 30 minutes of that, get some Z's. And I'm not, I guess I'm only pointing it out because it doesn't usually happen like that for me. And I think it was like raised presence and also this podcast version of me presence to say, hey, like, what if you just sit here and rest? And that's kind of the job of the podcast. I see, what if you just lay there and I sit here and I tell you a story and I keep you company? And you, you just listen, and, and, and ideally you listen as long as you need to, whether it's a whole episode or only five minutes. I'm going to be here to keep you company. I'm going to be here to take your mind off stuff. I got a well, Ray, you know, we'll, you'll hear about uh, it'll be the most meandering. There's a long setup. You know, Ray will explain some stuff about theme parks, and we'll talk about uh, some pools we went to. Uh, so it'll be kind of interesting. But if you fall asleep, you say, well, I didn't really miss out on much. I'm sure I could re-listen during the day or check out the listener Facebook group or whatever and hear what happened. But if you, you know, the, 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 I don't know, that's kind of how it works. I say, hey, I'm going to be here. And you just relax and I'll just hear, be here to keep you company. And the reason I make the show is because I've been there, whether it was on the strip or in a regular time. Tossing and turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. I've, I've had it all. And I just hope I can help. Now, the, the catch is it doesn't work for everybody. You know, this podcast is not universal. And it is a bit different and goofy and weird. I hope it works for you. And I hope I can help you fall asleep. So give it a few tries and see if it works for you. See if it takes your mind off stuff. But again, my voice and my storytelling method... Uh, it's different, but I hope it's the kind of thing they say, oh, wow, this really did help. Or, oh, well, the second time I realized I didn't really have to pay attention. Or that you always don't make any sense and mispronounce words and stuff. And then, so that's it. I mean, I'm really here to keep you company and uh, be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar bud, your boar sib, your boar cuz. Maybe one day your boar bestie. And help you fall asleep. I work. I really appreciate you checking the show out, first of all, and giving me your time. And I work very hard. I, I really take it seriously that, that you gave me your time. Because I, I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. Uh, and before we get to Ray's story here, here's a couple of other ways we keep the show going. 
All right, everybody, here's this. This is Scoots, and I'm turning the show over. It's been a while, so if you're a new listener, you may have never heard. Uh, I think he was on recently in the last six months, uh, but I can't think of the last time he came on. This is my neighbor, Ray Perkins. He's going to be doing the show tonight. He is. Uh, he, well, he actually moved when I moved to stay my neighbor. Uh, one of the kindest and well-adjusted people I've ever met, and... Uh, he, the only thing that's different about him, which is actually really interesting, is that Ray is a bit very obsessed, or not obsessed, uh, he loves theme parks. And, you know, I don't have mine as often as people, people are big fans of Ray's because uh, he's so nice and well adjusted and normal. Uh, but, he, you know, and then also we tour, we, we, you'll get an insight because we, we vacation together. Yeah, so I'm turning over Ray Perkins so we could talk about a recent trip we had in the last uh, six to twelve months together. Uh, this is my neighbor Ray Perkins, uh, and you believe me, he'll be super sleepy. No worries. Hello, 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 everybody. This is your friend Ray. Hello to the new listeners. Uh, I'd like to introduce myself. My name's Ray Perkins. I'm Scooter's neighbor and his friend. Uh, and his vacation partner, of uh, all things. Uh, and, oh, boy, did we have a trip recently. In, uh, I mean, the Royal recently, because Scooter likes to kind of keep a little bit of a private uh, lifestyle. And, he, you know, he doesn't even want to be. He, he said, Ray, I would prefer if no one knew we vacationed together. So we could, but I said, Scooter, it's podcast material. You're the podcast boy. You know, I would love to put it out there in the world because it is, and he said, you're right, Ray. There's nothing more podcasty than a weekend with you. And so, 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 but if you knew, hello, it's so good to be here in your ears. I'm your friend, Ray. And my, I love to say hello, hello, my friends, because I'm so glad to be here with you. But I, so I'm Scooter's neighbor. Uh, this is my second time being his neighbor. We moved from the east to the west, to the west to the east uh, side of town. And, you know, I, ha- I happened to meet him when he was trying to avoid looking at me and talking to me. Uh, and I said, hello, hello. And we, we slowly, uh, you know, it's like, uh, how does uh, how does the ocean become friends with an iceberg? And, you, you know, you may have to think about that for a while and say, I don't know, slowly, that's how you do it. Whether I'm, the, oh, I'm I mean, or maybe I'm a polar bear. I don't know if I'm the whole ocean. Uh, but becoming friends with Scooter does take a while. It does take persistence. Uh, and there are some advantages to, to, to vacationing with Scooter because he's very, uh, he's not very flexible, but he can be flexible at the same time. And we do like the same sorts of things. Uh and we we both enjoy the details of things in in very in different ways, but it's nice. And tonight we're gonna be talking about pool hopping, p o o l hopping, or more strolling, pool strolling. I guess I'd say it, uh, not pool hopping in Orlando. And we didn't hop or stroll as many pools as we had planned on it because, believe me, I, I, strolling pools is not as uh, it, it, it takes a lot of energy, uh, but we did stroll quite a few pools and, and, you know, the other pools I've been to, so I can always give you a review of those pools, uh, 
separately. And also, you want to talk about second chances and, and new ch- third chances and those things. Uh, uh, the, those things exist as well. So those are all good things. And one of my places that I like to go, everybody knows, I like to go to the parks in Orlando and in, in Anaheim. And I don't like to weigh in on corporate matters, but your friend Ray has really taken a shine uh, to the universal uh, company. I mean, only the theme parks and the hotels. Uh, I mean, I don't mean only. I mean, the films are wonderful. And you may have heard me talk about it. You know, because sometimes I forget what I've talked about on this show. But I know we talked about the universal tour in, in Hollywood. And tonight we're going to talk about, now Universal, I guess I should give you some backdrop uh, so you have all the information you might need. Uh, but you, you might say, because I'm not going to be talking about the theme parks, but of course I'll talk about them anyway. And give you some context to why Scooter and I were there. And also, uh, what else would you need to know? Oh, my most important tips. And in this case, you'll get a couple extra tips at no charge. Uh, and especially those of you in the UK. I know the UK and uh, friends in Brazil, those are the, uh, the big tour groups that go to Orlando. Yeah, especially that spend a longer time. I know there's a lot of people in the U.S., especially the Eastern Seaboard, that go there. Uh, so don't, but don't worry. You don't need to listen close, actually, because I'm here to put you to sleep. Uh, but so I'll give you my t- hot tips right here and now. And then even if you're asleep, you'll hear, you know, you maybe like uh, you'll you'll find out about them anyway. Uh, so if you're going to a theme park, raise the number one tip, go there when it opens, before it opens to be exact, as a matter of fact. And so Universal has two parks, Universal Studios and Universal Islands of Adventure. And if you're going to go to them, look it up when, you, you know, when you're planning your trip, you say, oh, okay, they open at 9 a.m. or they open at 8 a.m., you try to get to the gate of the park. Now, this is going to be different for both parks. If you go into Universal Islands of Adventure, as far as I know, they don't have any early opening. So if it opens at 9, try to be at the gate at about 8.30 or through the gate uh, so that you can start riding the rides when the park opens at 9. If you're going to the Universal Studios one, now, that's a little bit different because they open to the hotel guests at 8 o'clock and then they open to the public at 9. Uh, so if you, I guess you still want to be there. I would say be there 45 minutes ahead of time if you're not a hotel guest. Uh, and if you're a hotel guest, to get there about eight o'clock, about 7.45 uh, to get in at 8 o'clock. Now, for the hotel guests, they, they don't open everything. They only open, uh, they open the, the Minions movie ride. Sometimes a, a r- r- roller ride, the M-U-M-M-Y, and then everything in Harry Potter. Uh, ho- oh, no, that's not Hogsmeade, is it? It's, uh, I don't know, Lon- like uh, London, old London town, I think they call it. Uh, ho- not Hogwarts. Hogwarts is in you know, Islands of Adventure. Uh, but it's Harry Potter... London, central London or whatever. I I don't know. I, I, I honestly, you'd be surprised. Ray doesn't know the actual name of uh, 
uh, the park. But anyway, I'm not going to talk about the parks tonight. I will eventually do episodes about the parks. Uh, or Scooter has a couple other things, he, options he's offered me uh, to do episodes on. Uh, but so, oh, no, oh, a couple other tips. Now, when you, you're doing your budgeting and your pricing, here's a couple other things to consider. Now, you may be going to the Disney parks and the Universal parks. You may only be going... Uh, to the Universal Box, I don't know. Now, if you're going to the Universal Box and you want to do, do, do most of the rides and shows, uh, I would say give yourself a, like somewhere between a day and a half and two and a half days. Uh, if you really want to do everything and redo the rides you like, you need about two and a half days, depending how busy it is. Uh, but there's a couple other things to keep in mind. One is that uh, if you, if one person in your party may want to buy an annual pass, now the pricing on that you got to do your budgeting, but it's usually a much better value than the competitors uh, at the mouse, the house with the mouse at it. And you're going to see with the hotels and the the, uh, the the passes, it's a much, it's just a much better deal. I mean, Ray's going to be honest with you. Uh, but if you get an annual pass from them, you could check out the savings you could get on the hotels they have. Now, Universal has their own hotels, uh, and most of the hotels in the past were operated by Lowe's. Uh, uh, but then they added another hotel called Cabana Bay, which I don't think Lowe's operates. Uh, and then they're adding even more this summer, they're adding two more. And I don't know who's operating those hotels. Yeah, but the goal would be that the hotels would cover all the price points with the newer hotels that are just about to open uh, being under like 100 or 125 under, you know, under that around a night uh, and uh, like for families and things. Uh, before that, the Cabana Bay was uh, the most uh, reasonable priced hotel. And I haven't stayed there in about a year and a half or two, but... Uh, I've always had a great experience at that hotel, and I've always found it to be pricing-wise. Again, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just saying comparatively what you get at the Cabana Bay, the size of the room, the cost, uh, it is a much better bargain than you'll see with the, the, the competitors. And then you know the Lowe's hotels, they have a few, and I know Ms. Scooter and I have talked about one but they have one called Sapphire Falls. They have a new one, Aventura. Uh, then they have one called the Royal Pacific. Uh, they have one called Portofino. And then they have the Hard Rock Hotel. I hope I'm not leaving any hotels out. I don't want to hurt any hotels' feelings. And when you're booking any of those hotels, check your annual pass rate to see if, okay, well, I'm going to save this much on the hotel. Is that worth it to get the annual pass? You also get a little bit of a discount on food and merchandise. And again, I've seen that Universal, when you're in the parks, you, almost every place you can use your annual pass for a discount. I think maybe 10% off. Uh, there's other people where you go where you say, do you have an annual pass discount for this food? They say no. And I know at Disneyland that you get a great annual pass discount everywhere. So I don't know what the other the, that other pot place is doing. Uh, the, they may have gotten too big for the britches and raise opinion, maybe. I don't know. I can't believe I'm hearing myself. But so tonight, so, okay, so those are some tips. Uh, 
One other big tip, if it's in your budget. Now, this one you have to budget and you have to, what you want to do is check your pricing out and, and maybe choose your travel dates uh, based on this pricing. And this will be a little bit more complicated, so Ray's going to slow down even more and use his, his sleepy voice here. But so Universal has, uh, okay, so let me use the Disney model because it, then I'll transfer it over to Universal, even though I'm not sure it applies anymore. Disney used to have three kinds of hotels. Uh, they have the value resorts and the moderate resorts and the deluxe resorts. And then they have the vacation club, which is a timeshare that's a little bit different. Uh, but if we just use that model, value would be for a family. In uh, in the past, uh, but like you'd say, okay, value one hundred and twenty five dollars, not exactly a value to everybody, uh, but to me, to Ray with tax, uh, that would be like an under is a value at the Vacation Kingdom area. Then your moderate would be above that, you know, in the two fifty range, you know, from your one ninety five to your three hundred. Uh, maybe in peak season up to three fifty or something, but that's a that's you know not easy to swing. You see three hundred fifty dollars a night. I could stay at the W someplace, and I would say you're right, you're right. And then the, the deluxe for the Disney, you're talking big bucks. Uh, your friend Ray, uh, I don't know if I've ever stayed in one. I, I would like to with Scooter. We 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 talk about it. Now, Universal, they're actually kind of still figuring out what they're calling it. So I think they, they call it something different. And if you're looking at, like, the current model before this summer, uh, Cabana Bay would be considered the value. Uh, then Sapphire Falls is like a, a value plus. I think they even call it that. And then uh, the other three, Royal Pacific, uh, Portofino, and uh, Hard Rock are considered uh, deluxe or premier, maybe they call them. And uh, now, when uh, the the summer opens, I think it's called the Endless Summer Resort or Surfside something. Uh, when those open up, those will be the value, uh, and then maybe Cabana Bay will be value plus. I would assume uh, Sapphire Falls would be a moderate. Now, when your friend Ray has been looking at pricing over the past couple of years, I usually find that Sapphire Falls and uh, Cabana Bay rooms are around the same price. Now, the big difference is that Cabana Bay, the rooms are a little bit bigger for a family. They're called like mini suites, I think you would call them. And what that means is they have two beds and a, a fold-out sofa. So for a family with... Uh, you know, a family that needs that kind of bedding situation. It's a little bit more room. And I believe that the shower's in one room and the uh, the commode is in another room. And uh, now this is the thing with Ray. This doesn't have anything to do with this. But I would say to the, who's the theme park that's going to come up with one and a half baths already? Uh, because they stayed someplace recently with more people, and I said, uh, this place could use one and a half baths. I don't need a whole bath. I just need a half bath right about now uh, while someone's in the whole bath. But anyway, so, oh, why, do, why am I telling you all this? Uh, oh, because, so the, the deluxe resorts at Universal, Royal Pacific, 
what is a place called Hard Rock and uh, Portofino. Uh, what they do offer, which is an unbelievable benefit, especially if you have two or three or four people staying in one room, is uh, you get this uh, Universal Express Pass. Uh, you get it for the night you check in. You get it for two days. So the day you check in and the day you check out, if you're staying for one night, uh, for example. And what this allows you to do is not wait in line. And it's very expensive to buy this, like maybe $100 or something, $75. Uh, so if you had four people staying in a room, that's a $300 value. And believe me, it's worth it, like not having to wait in the lines. You get to really go, not cut exactly to the front, but pretty close. And this does make it much less stressful, and uh, especially with traveling with younger children. Uh, I mean, you might want to give them some life lessons about waiting in line. Uh, but, but here's where the kicker is. If you have the annual pass, you're getting a discount on the room. And believe me, Ray would, would not hear himself saying this. These hotels are all very nice. Uh, and by what I mean by that is, uh, okay, so let's back up. So the Sapphire Falls, is that hotel is not, you don't get the express pass there. Uh, but that hotel is very, very nice. For the price you're paying, when you look at comparative things in that area, it is a very nice hotel room, and I know we stayed, Scooter and I stayed when the hotel first opened, and it did not go well. Uh, but has that hotel recovered? And, I mean, we got a room for less than, uh, definitely, like, a much less than we would get it for a value room at another uh, another theme park. And the room is nice, the towels are nice, the bathrooms are nice, the staff is nice. If the bedding is very high quality, it just feels like you're in a like a a, a good uh, hotel. If you if you went on vacation, but you were saying, "Wow, this is a pretty good hotel," uh, that's uh, the the Sapphire Falls. Now the um, Cabana Bay, it's a different feel, like, but it's more of a family feel. But you still say, "Wow, this is a big room for the price we're paying it for." I guess what I'm saying is, is well, I guess, well, Ray doesn't stay at, like, Waldorf's or Four Seasons. Uh, but for me, I said, whoa, whoa, this is, and I, I do have taste, though. It's not the biggest hotel room you're, you're going to stay at, but it, it does feel like a nice hotel room. Uh, and especially if you stay, again, comparatively, it is a, it is a, a, in this situation, it's a good deal. But then when you look at these other three hotels that you get the uh, Express Pass on, uh, this is when you do have to be a little bit more of a discerning shopper. Now, in my experience, usually the most expensive hotel, I think just because it's the smallest, is the Hard Rock Hotel. And Ray has never stayed there just because it's always out of the three the most expensive now, the Royal Pacific and the Portofino, uh, they tend to, the Portofino does tend to be more expensive than the Royal Pacific, but not quite as expensive as the Hard Rock, but sometimes it will be. Uh, but there are times that the Royal Pacific and the Portofino are about the same price. And then out of the three, the Royal Pacific is generally uh, usually the, the least expensive of the three. Now, not cheap at all. Uh, but comparatively, 
again, especially when you consider these uh, express passes. Gosh, your friend Ray feels like I'm advertising for them, but I'm not. Uh, uh, but so you, you, it is a very, it is a considerably good bargain. Again, especially if you're comparison shopping to what you might be paying, especially to my friends in the UK and Brazil, which are traveling in planning these things. I want you to know these things so I can save you some time and money. And so on my most recent trip with Scooter, this is so like usually you could look at the three. Well, your friend Ray, twice I've done this now with Scooter. I said, okay, one time a while ago, we stayed at the Portofino for one night. And that was in the same trip that the Sapphire Falls had just opened. Uh, we stayed at the Portofino and then the Sapphire Falls. Now, this trip, the Royal Pacific was much better deal. And as a matter of fact, we picked a day. Uh, we planned a trip around the best price at the Royal Pacific. And we said, okay, this day of the week, it was the least. Uh, and it was a very low price uh, cons- comparatively. And so we planned a trip around staying at the Royal Pacific for one night. Now, I would, if I was in a position to do so, would have liked to stay more than one night. Uh, but again, Scooter's working on a budget, so... And Ray's working on a budget. So we only stayed at the Royal Pacific one night, and we stayed at Sapphire Falls one night. Again, we managed to get a very good rate at that hotel. And so we stayed at the Sapphire Pacific one night, and then we, in the next night we stayed at the Royal uh, Hawaii. What is it called? The Sapphire Falls and Royal Pacific. And uh, so why is any of this important? That's why I'm, I'm getting to your tips, uh, so we stayed at the Sapphire Falls one night, and then the next, when you, as soon as the next morning comes, you, of course you have to check out of your hotel, but then you could check into your your hotel at the Royal Pacific before the park opens. You check your bags, you check into the hotel, and while you don't have access to your room, you do have access to the park front of the line passes. Uh, so you do that, like, uh, I guess Ray's are laying out a very complicated plan here. So I'll just give you a little bit more details on me and Scooter's vacation. Uh, but but most, I don't want to talk about our travels at the park on this episode. Uh, so Scooter and I flew, and this will lead into everything, so this will work. Uh, so Scooter and I flew in a very... Uh, interesting situation this is the first time ray's ever done it like this i think uh though maybe that's not true we took a true red eye the reddest of the red eye because uh we flew out of uh the bay area in the evening and we flew to las vegas and now we flew on this newer discount airline and both of scooter and i we we really uh uh, thought it went well. Now this airline is—we uh, won't say its name, but I've heard people saying not great things about it. Uh, and you do have to pay for everything. And so I guess looking back at it, I would have to trace out uh, in a spreadsheet to say, okay, where's our value points? Uh, but it just so happened that when Scooter and I were traveling, uh, the airfares were incredibly high. And this was really the only reasonable option, but it ended up working. And what I'll say about the flight is that uh, 
Now, not all the planes are like this, because on the way back, we didn't have one of these planes for one flight. Uh, but they have these on the newer planes, and this, uh, they charge you for your bags. So if you want to carry on a bag, a check bag, you have to pay, which is nothing new. Uh, but if you want anything to drink, you have to pay. And if you want anything to eat, you have to pay, which, again, is nothing extremely new. And in some sense, I now have a newfound appreciation for that, if it's going to be reflected in value. Because, one, there's less lines for the restroom. And, and you might think I'm being funny, but I'm not. I observed it very clearly. There was almost never a line because people aren't filling up on beverages. I mean, even one or two. So that's one thing. But the main thing I loved about it is the newer planes... Uh, the, now, people say, oh, the seats don't go back uh, because in order to fit more people there, the seats don't tilt back. But, oh, boy, you don't need it. Uh, and Scooter and I did discuss this as we were on the flight because he said maybe this is uh, the seats going back it offers you a, an illusion of control. And that's why people don't like it because I don't think it makes you – We, I don't, in my opinion, moving a seat back four inches uh, – does not make me any more comfortable to sleep on a plane. Uh, but I'll tell you what does. They had these very firm leather seats, and I mean firm in a good way. And then the front of the, like, so your face, they have no electronics, so you can't charge your phone and there's no entertainment. But so the back of the seat in front of you, it doesn't have any back to it. So it's just a plastic shell. And it actually gives you more room at least in Ray's opinion, for your knees. And they have a very small tray because they're not giving out meals or drinks, really. Uh, so it's like a tiny tray. There's no ma- there's only like a couple of uh, bungee cords, so there's no magazine rack. And so in some sense, at least in this configuration of the plane, you have a little bit more space, even though, uh, like maybe you have less, I don't, if, or you have the feeling, you have the illusion of, of space. And so I found it very uh, nice. And, you know, it's hard to sleep on a plane anyway. And so I don't feel like any of this detracted from that. And uh, so it was good. So we flew from uh, Oakland to Las Vegas on this airline, one word airline. I give you a hint, and it's yellow. And then we flew from Las Vegas to Orlando on a strange timed flight. It was like it left at like around uh, 10 p.m. or one, maybe, no, 9 p.m., uh, 8.30, something like that, uh, West Coast time. And then landed in Orlando at 4.30 in the morning. So that was a bit of a, a to-do. And Scooter was very stressed about that. He said, Ray, I don't think we can handle this. Uh, and he even had to talk to his therapist about it. And his therapist said, why don't you see how it goes? Uh, just see how it goes. And, and then what does Scooter do? He, he, he He's the light of, uh, uh, he says, okay, Ray, we get off, our plane got in early. So we're supposed to get in at five, got in at four. And we had kind of debated what to do because we said, well, if we get in at five or five thirty. If then we take a, you know, we get to go to the hotel. Maybe the, by, by an off chance they'll have a room for us at 6 or 7 in the morning. Uh, probably unlikely. And then we could go to the park, uh, the theme park at 8 a.m. 
but we got in at four thirty, and Scooter said, "Ray, what do we? What do you say?" Now the airport was busy, but uh, not busy. It was active, but not busy. And Scooter said, "Ray, look over here. There's like an empty, entire empty waiting area. Why don't we just go back to sleep uh, in the airport?" And I said, "Scooter, you're right." Uh, now I don't know if either one of us really slept, but we lied there side by side. Uh, and I think, I don't know if he, I know I slept a little bit, uh, but we just lied down in, in a couple of chairs and we rested there for like about an hour and a half. Uh, and then we got something, a little bit of a snack and some coffees. And then about six thirty in the morning, we headed over to Sapphire Falls. And I think by the time we got checked into Sapphire Falls, now they did not have a room. So Scooter's Gambit worked because uh, it wouldn't have behooved us to stay at Sapphire Falls. And then we changed our clothes in the restroom. We checked our bags at the baggage check. We had our room keys. And this was where another one of Scooter's planning went in. Uh, He said, Ray, make sure we'll bring what we're going to do is we're going to go swimming. Uh, like, because we're going to be so tired, we could always sleep at the pool. And actually, Scooter had even looked into how much would a pool cabana be just to go to bed for the day. But that was a little bit too expensive, uh, he said. But so we checked our bags. We we had a backpack with uh, swim trunks, uh, sunscreen, water, uh, and uh, I think that was it, maybe... Uh, yeah, so we changed and we went to the park for a little while. But, you know, we were very tight. We were, you know, we were like, uh, and then it was time to go uh, pool hopping. Like, and who would think that you'd be with your friend Scooter uh, in a theme park at about 1030 in the morning? Scooter says, okay, let's go to the Hard Rock Hotel. No, okay. Yeah, okay, let, let me tell you. So let's go to the Hard Rock Hotel and go swimming. Now, this is another thing to know about these universal hotels. It's like if you're staying at one, you could swim at the pools at all of them. And this is, again, with Scooter and I's planning, just where we click. Uh, now, it even gets better because all the universal hotels are walking distance. Uh, so you don't have to take a bus. You could walk or they have a little boat. Uh, or they do have a shuttle bus if you're going to further away ones like uh Sapphire Falls, you could take a boat to or a bus or a shuttle, a trolley. And uh, the same with Cabana Bay. They don't have a boat. You could walk there or take a bus. Uh, But the Hard hard Rock, and I think I talked about this in an episode, you walk through this garden area along, um, you know, a human-made canal where the boats travel and they have trees. It's all very lush. Now, yeah, it's a, it's a manufactured environment, but it's very, it's very nice. And you see people on the way to the hotel. And of course, we had Scooter's. Uh, we we had another, you know, Scooter's uh, family sorta with us. Uh, and so the three of us head over to the Hard Rock. Uh, and we go in. We get changed. Uh, and we go to the pool. Now, oh boy, what a nice pool to start your day at. And by the time we got over there, it was 11, and there was plenty of room. You know, you go to some pools, and there's not a place to lie down. Everybody's saving places. Everything's a bit of a mess. This was very well kept. Uh, 
and there's enough, more than enough, uh, what are those called, lounge chairs. And Scooter even said, Ray, I found a, a couple of lounge chairs in an area with shade. So we put our stuff down, and then we started swimming. Now, this layout of this place, again, it's very tropical. And the Universal Hotels are big on a beach feel, which even adds a nicer element to it. Uh, so they have a hot tub on one side. That's where we put our stuff. They had a beach volleyball court. Uh, then they had a water slide, which we'll get to in a little while, if I could remember if it was themed or what. Uh, then to the left of the water slide is like a little pool bar and restaurant. Uh, we almost had lunch there, but we did not. Uh, then the hotel is on the far side of the pool. And this pool was shaped, uh, not like, is a pretty big pool, like shaped like a big rounded U. And so on the left side where the water slide goes in, you know, there's one of those zero entry things. There's Now there's beach sand everywhere, not in the pool, uh, but right up to the edge of the pool. So it's like, a, I don't know, it just gives you a nice feel. And again, there's chairs everywhere. Uh, then you get in the water. Now, the first thing you notice is, like, uh, they, the, the pool temperature is just right. Uh, the unique thing at that pool was that uh, underwater speakers, which makes sense for hard rock. Uh, so they're playing, you know, classic rock-type music. You go underwater, and you can hear the same music underwater. A little bit tinny because you're under the water, but it's it just fun, and the, the kids love that. And that's about it. Like, there's a water play area. There's probably a couple of other things for the little kids. Uh, they may have a quiet pool. I, I, we didn't find it. Uh, and here's a couple of other things to know that I really blew my mind. I said they have very good towels there. And most of the universal ones that we, that we found, they have sunscreen there. So if you forgot your sunscreen or you want to put on more, they have sunscreen. That's just like a customer service thing. That Ray said, this is superior customer service. This is customer care. And they also always have a water thing with ice, ice water, lemon water, something, which, again, it goes a far way. It, what does it take, like a little time uh, to do that, those two things? It just makes you feel like uh, a little bit. You say, well, I need to stay hydrated. I need to stay screened. And uh, I don't know, it's just a nice touch. And the pool is very nice. Uh, it has plenty of areas, you know, for shallow swimming or zero entry, like sitting on your, you know, just sitting there in the zero entry or whatever it's called. Uh, but if you want to get somewhere where it's up to your neck and swim underwater, you could do that. And there's like a plenty of selection and then they have a very good water slide. Scooter and his daughter said this was, and I, I thought, top-notch. Uh, it was close between this water slide and the other one. Uh, but I think it was built into rocks or something. And you go up a couple of, you know, flights of, uh, you go up a ramp or you go up the stairs. And then there's someone up there watching things. Uh, which, again, I like is a human element uh, to say, okay, it's go ahead. Uh, we're keeping an eye on you. And I thought all the staff there was very good. Uh, but the water slide, it really was, uh, it, it was uh, 
it, w- it was good. It had a couple of turns, a little whoop-de-doo, and you kind of felt like you went. it was fun. Uh, so we did that for a while and rode the water slide, swam. Scooter tried to sleep, but he unsuccessfully did not sleep. Uh, and then eventually he was moving towards when we would have lunch. And Scooter was like, well, we could have lunch here. And then we said, well, let's go to the Portofino. That's the next hotel. Uh, let's walk there. Let's get something to eat there. Also because they had, Scooter thought they had P-I-Z-Z-A there. And so then we walked there. Now, it's a bit of a walk, but again, just a nice walk. Uh, you go under bridges. The boats are going by. There's a, there's the butterfly garden I talked about one time. I mean, I think I did a show about it, but there's a little butterfly garden shaped like a butterfly outside of the hard rock on the garden walk. Uh, there's like uh, whatever they call it where the bicyclist uh, can carry two people in a chair. And then we went to the Portofino, and I think the first thing we did was uh, we went to the quiet pool. Uh, and uh, that was, holy cow, talk. Now, this they have the best chairs. Uh, they had a, a, a hammock there. They do have, if, you're in, in, if you have the means, they have a lot of cabanas. Uh, but this pool is more for a grown-ups, uh, or just no yelling or splashing. But they have a lot of lawn areas. I'm sure they hold a lot of events there. But Scooter was like, I could sleep here all day. But I said, well, you got two of us to entertain now. Uh, but very quiet, a nice pool, a uh, long rectangle. There's a restroom right there. Again, water. I don't know if they had sunscreen there, but they had it at the main pool. And uh, just plenty of area, plenty of area to stretch out. There was a bocce ball and, uh, like, I don't know, very nice, uh, so nice. Uh, And so we stayed there for a little while. We didn't, like, Scooter started getting tired, so I said, okay, let's go eat your lunch. Uh, Then we got a little lost uh, trying to find the place that served uh, P-I-Z-Z-A. But eventually we found that place, and it was nice, and we got, we ordered a pie and we took it actually to the pool, which was even nicer. So we went over to the main pool, and it was a little bit busier because it was like around 12.30 now, 1 o'clock. Uh, but there was still plenty of open seats, none of the saving of seats all day. I mean, I'm sure people do that, but it wasn't like there was no seats uh, for nobody. And so we found some seats. We put on more screen. We ate up high. We drank water, and then they have activities going, like, for mostly for kids. And, again, it's like the beach. Like, they have it set up, like, there's sand, there's different levels. So this is a Portofino main pool. And this one's also shaped. It has the zero entry, like you're walking into a lake. Uh, I think they had a kid pool somewhere. They have two hot tubs with waterfalls, which Scooter loved uh, because the waterfalls were coming from high up. uh, And so he would stand under there and let it hit his shoulders, and he said it was relaxing him. And they were pretty big waterfalls, and they weren't busy, so Scooter would go in them because if the kids are in a hot tub, Scooter won't go in there because he says, uh, you know, he says because then he says it's polluted. And I said, how do you know? And he said, I was a kid once, Ray. 
So he doesn't, but so those were not busy. So he would go in them and, and he said, oh, and I said, well, what about the kids that were in here earlier? Uh, you know, uh, and I, he said, well, the aeration of the waterfall is purifying it from uh, the pee in the pool. And the pool, this pool is, uh, so it's, uh, you go into zero entry. Then they have a little rock area in the middle where the water slide comes out. And you could swim around the rock area. Uh, the water slide also very, very good. A little bit different layout, but just as fun and fast as the water slide at the hard rock. And again, just so well supervised. That's what, it, like, Ray was, uh, like, uh, in the chairs. Now, nothing against the hard rock, but th- these chairs had pads. Uh, so not only did we eat our pizza, we had the access to the sunscreen, and we had a little bit of a shady area with the sand. And again, it wasn't overwhelming. While this pool was much busier, it wasn't like pandemonium. Uh, so, and, and then, oh my goodness, very busy service, uh, but like very well-trained staff. Uh, they say, oh, you see you eating a pizza there. If you want something to drink or you want to order any other food, I'm here to help and so they had a bar and a restaurant there at the pool. And then they had the sand. They had different games uh, uh, for the kids and, like, a DJ. And the towels, uh, much nicer towels than other uh, uh, theme park hotels. And I don't think, uh, uh, now, I didn't use the restroom there. Uh, when I did, I, I went somewhere, I left uh so I'm not sure if they had a restroom there. So I'd have to check with Scooter uh, because the quiet pool did. And the hard rock did have one nearby that you could walk to. And let's see, what other things did Ray? I don't know. The, the waterfalls are great. Uh, and the tiering was great. Like So they had a, the beach level things. Then they had a second level. Then they have cabanas uh that people seem to be enjoying. Then they had the seating at the bar and the restaurants. And plenty of water. You know, definitely enough people looking out after everybody swimming. Again, at the top of the water slide, they have someone supervising things, uh, which is something Ray and Scooter and everybody appreciates because, you know, kids get excited and they say, I'm going to do this my way. So some places they just have like a red light and a green light. And you say, well, who's going to uh, make sure the kids follow the rules? Like at this place, they have somebody say, no, 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 please wait your turn. Uh, please no running. Uh, but then after we did some swimming and pizza eating, we all lied down on our chairs there. And we had a nice shady spot and it was warm, but not too hot. It was a nice week in Orlando that week. And, uh, so we were able to lie down and get comfortable. We set our chairs back. We had plenty of room. There was just a nice, uh, you know, some pop music playing, not too loud. The chatter of everybody enjoying themselves at the pool. And it was all very, very relaxing. Your friend Ray, I started to lie back. And then I got up on my side and I laid my chair flat and I, it took a, I held one of the towels like it was a little a blanky poo. And I snuggled my shoulder in there. 
And I got a little bit more comfortable, and I got, and I said, oh, Ray, I'm getting sleepy. And I started to think about it, uh, all, all the ways to save and all the different things and the pools and the walking. And soon I was dreaming of floating uh, uh, down the canal there. Like I, I was like that I was the boat driver. And then I was driving a cloud boat uh, from theme park to theme park, uh, slowly going Stop to stop, just floating in warm water. Scooter was lying under a waterfall, the water massaging his shoulders. Yeah, kids behind him were adding letter P to the pool and giggling. And it was all very, very nice. Uh, this is your friend Ray saying goodnight.